if you use the code WILDLOVE, you're going to get a discount and those are going to be even less expensive and you can buy two. Whitney, something you don't know about me is I never even had a vibrator until I was 52 years old. I was born (laughs) when I was 52 years old. What? I know. That's why I love that we're sponsored by Sweet Vibrations. Oh my God, me too. Not only that, I mean, welcome to the world, Wednesday. I know. Welcome to the world. Okay, here's the amazing thing about Sweet Vibrations vibrators. They're under $50. They're waterproof. They come in all these beautiful, bright colors. Mm -hmm. They're chargeable. And they feel absolutely amazing. They feel amazing. And there's one for every vulva and preference. There are so many different Sweet Vibrations vibrators. What's your favorite one? Okay, my favorite one is the girl's best friend. I had never used anything like this before. I was like, "Eh, I love my bullets. I like this. I like that. Then I used the girl's best friends like literally two weeks ago. And it blew my face off. My orgasm was so strong. I was like, this is my new favorite toy for the rest of my life. I'm never using anything else again. Thank you, Sweet Vibrations. All right. To get 15% off, if you use Wild Love, the code Wild Love, you get 15% off. The great thing about One Farm is not only that they're from Texas, so you know I love that, but also they grow everything on their own land. It's USDA organic. It's small batches. And really what's interesting that I didn't know prior to this was that a lot of CBD companies are basically marketing companies, and they're not growing their own. They don't have their own farms, but One Farm actually does. Yeah, they're all about craft and quality. So if you're going to try CBD, try this one. Yes. And enjoy those CBD-infused orgasms. Delicious. So our guest today, we became best friends on our first date. We did, on our first date, become best friends with her. And also, she has the most brilliant podcast called How Come because she wanted to learn how to come. And she has helped 400 people have their first orgasms. People are going to want to listen. Right. She's amazing. Her name is Rumi Casimir. She hosts a podcast, like you said, and she has all of these techniques and tips that she used to get herself to her very first orgasm. And we talk all about that. Tune in. Whitney. Hey, Wednesday. Hi. It's going to be a great morning. It already is. We're back at Gotham. We're back at Gotham Podcast Studios, but we have a very, 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 very special guest. True. She knows how to help women and men come. She's basically a saint. She's basically Jesus. Her name is Remy Casimir. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) This This is the woman who started the How Come Podcast. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the best morning I could have been with you two. You're like two little rainbows of joy. And oh. our sound tech is joy today. That's so cool. It means something. Yeah. It's one big joy orgy. Mm-hmm. It's a joy orgy in here because mm-hmm. you're here. I just want to thank you for being here. Thank but you for also, having me. I want to thank you for helping 400 people have an orgasm. Thank you. I mean, that is, you should get an award. That's not your just number. Ha- not just have them. That number is people who had never had them before. Wow. Like we've had women and men who have been like, oh yeah, I've, I've come in a different way. I've come with a partner now. I've squirted. I've done whatever. I've done an anal orgasm. Those 400 are, I'd never come just like me. And now I have. Okay. <sighs> we need to just 
you need to just tell us the okay, story. I'll tell you the story. Of Remy and yes. how the How Come podcast came into being. How Come came. How Come you weren't How Come. How Come. Yes. <laughs> how Come came. I can't even keep up because if you can't tell already, it's about to become abundantly evident that Remy is also a stand-up comedian. Oh my God. So I like, hope I'm funny today just so I can prove that right. Could you be, could you have picked two more difficult spaces I know, in it's which true. to be a woman stand, stand up, up and sex. And oh my God, my poor father. Ugh. <laughs> well, no, actually, you know what? He's so much more supportive of the podcast because it's science and he's a doctor and he's okay. like, you're actually helping people with their bodies. And these are things that like, we didn't even know as the medical community. Like, I know you guys probably know this, but mm-hmm. they didn't know the internal structure of the clitoris until 1998. It's right. insane. It really blows like my mind. One of the main major things that I've learned on the podcast, but it started because, as you said, I'm a stand-up comic and I was doing stand-up all over the city. And truth be told, I noticed a lot of comics were getting more work just because they had podcasts. And I was like, I should start a podcast. Mm, okay. And initially I wanted to start one that... um it's very universal. Maybe, ooh, death. What do, what does everybody do? Die. And so that <laughs> so that was going to be the one. You haven't that, done it yet, but yeah, you're going but to. You will total up. Yeah. Um, unless you go down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't believe in that. I'm Jewish. Um, no. So I was like raring to go on this one, and I was thinking about it in the process. And then I was at a comedy show, and. One of my friends, Esther Steinberg, was on stage and she was doing a joke about how she had seven orgasms one night and da-da-da, whatever. And after she got off stage, I said, hey, that joke about the seven orgasms is so funny. And she goes, that wasn't the joke part of the joke. And I was like, what? I was like, you're really having seven orgasms? I was like, I don't think I've even had one. And her face fell and she was like, what do you mean you don't think? Because that means it's not happened. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd kind of like tried to work on it with an earlier boyfriend. But then I got to the point of, you know, I don't think women do this or I don't think this is for me. I think most women who do it, they're very lucky. They're in a small percentage. Okay, mm-hmm. They're very lucky. And you talk about this on your podcast. Mm. You say, and Lori Mintz tells us that 4% of women can have an orgasm from intercourse alone. Debbie Harbinick just did a big study and she found that 18% of the women- I think it's in a 8 to 25%. So that's really a small Can come from just vaginal penetration. Right. Which exactly. is like the only thing that we ever see, see anyways. That's, that's it's the like narrative. Vaginal penetration, yeah. Yeah, you're that's coming. That's real no. sex, yeah. right? I didn't want yeah. to break your flow. I just wanted to say that- No, like, no, totally. You really stumbled onto something because you... I did. Yeah. I did. It was like a total, like, I sometimes used to feel bad about it. I was like, I'm so broken. I'm so, you know, different or whatever. And now I'm like, I'm actually so similar to so many other women. And thank God that this didn't happen until later in life because they might have never come. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and like, or their boyfriends or their partners would not have been able to make that or they wouldn't have understood why what wasn't happening, wasn't happening. Did everybody hear what Remy said? If you're a woman and you haven't had an orgasm Mm -hmm. from penetration. You're not broken. Or if you haven't had one at all, say it again, Remy. You're not broken. You know what the problem is? You haven't been training hard enough. And the reason is because women were not really given the tools for training. I had Dan Savage on um, season uh, two episode one and he's like my i love huge, him yeah guru but he said something and he was like guys are playing with themselves from such an early age and it's such a, mm-hmm. an accepted thing in society that it's like boys are gonna do that they're gonna mm-hmm. they need to do that they need that release right so it's okay that they train or whatever 
<laughs> they train. Yeah. Train. <laughs> and uh-huh. uh, when you're training, a lot of the time, and I didn't realize this until I talked to boys telling me about their first orgasms. Oh, yeah. They won't come. They have an orgasm, but they don't jizz or whatever we think of, you know, uh, uh, coming, whatever mm-hmm. you think it is. They're not having the fullest extent of it. So they're working up to it and there's not the shame clouded around it that right. was with me when I'd be working on it. I'd be like, oh, I, I like this, but you know, I shouldn't be doing this. And then I'd stop before anything would happen. Right. And um, Right. They have like cheerleaders surrounding them while they're yeah. jerking off. Like, you yeah. got it. Yes. Like, you mastered it. Fucking get in a circle and whoever comes last has to eat the cracker. You know, like that's a game with them. The dancers are standing there. Go. Woo. Yeah. That's what girls Even in health class, boys get boners. You're going to have to help them with it. What? I used to be like, oh, I wish they could see my boner because they'd see it constantly. Because we get one. Uh-huh. We yeah, have so true. much erectile Same tissue. embryonic tissue, baby. baby. Didn't know that. Can Feel valid imagine? now. <laughs> yeah, you would have started masturbating, in other words, at a younger age mm-hmm. probably and gotten really good at it and, and been carving those about it. neural pathways, which is besides the shame, neural pathways are an actual thing that it's like, you're not ready for the Olympics because you haven't trained, mm-hmm. but you right. will be. Oh my gosh. Okay. Can we get into this? Can we dig into this idea yeah. of training with you? First of all, I want to say that the data are very clear that mm. women who masturbate, you guys, if you're listening, Remy's 100% right. The data are very clear that women who masturbate when they're girls mm-hmm. have better sex lives when they're older and mm-hmm. are more orgasmic. And that one of the best ways to teach yourself to come is to know how to please yourself. I'm so glad we're talking about masturbation Don't you think as a segue. That's same for both genders, but nobody mm-hmm. says yeah. men who masturbate are going to be better at bet because right. they assume that all men masturbate. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, yeah, we're not like, coming from the deficit about men that we are about women. No. Like, orgasm, of course, there's some yeah. men who have a problem with it, yeah. especially as they get older. If you, but if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? Can I get an amen? Mm. <laughs> hey, girl. That's RuPaul for you. Thank yeah. you, Joy, for getting my reference. Yeah. Um, no, but I... I, of course, believe that. And I used to be so angry at that first boyfriend that I worked on it with because I was like, you can't make me come. You're not trying to, Mm -hmm. you, 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 you. When it was actually like, what about Remy? Remy had been alive for 24 years before being with that man. And I always say, it's like, if you haven't made yourself come and you expect somebody else to do it, it's like handing them a nine-sided Rubik's Cube being like, figure this out. No one's ever done it. And also you're naked. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, right. We'll put you in the most uncomfortable place possible. Yeah. Like I've never done it. But no pressure. No pressure. None whatsoever. <laughs> and by the way, this is gonna be super fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> also, I'm if not somebody sure. did that to me, I'd be like, a challenge not accepted. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Abort mission for sure. I was like sweating just thinking about it. I'm sweating too. As you conjured the Rubik's Cube (laughs) orgasm. Yeah. Because that's how I think about female orgasm too, right? Like there's all this stuff about how it's so complicated and special and and what you're saying is actually just, we just didn't get the training yet. Yeah. I actually tried to look up how to do a Rubik's Cube and it has nothing to do, (laughs) it has nothing to do with being smart or knowing there are moves that you do. There are little algorithms. You memorize those or whatever. Mm. So it's like, if you learn how to work out your Rubik's Cube, you can tell somebody else how to do that, Mm -hmm. you know? And some of that is like, maybe this Rubik's Cube doesn't respond to vibration. Right. Which I didn't know was an option. Everybody would used to be like, oh, you need to get a vibrator. 
And I had a vibrator. I had a vibrator. I had the rabbit. Um, They weren't doing it for you. They weren't doing it for me. But also, I didn't believe at the time how essential the clit was. I thought everyone was lying because of all the... (laughs) romance movies I'd seen where it's P and VG and instant cum. I thought that's how you come is vaginal penetration. And so I was throwing shit up my vagina all the time. (laughs) Training, training, wrong training, wrong training. training. So, okay, here you are. Esther Steinberg has said like, what are you talking about? This has never happened. You're like, I have to, I need to. And you said, Remy has to do this. Remy can't like hand the Rubik's cube to a guy. Well, initially, so what would happen is then I started asking other comics because okay. Esther first was like, this is what you got to do. You have to sit in your room for 30 minutes and just masturbate and figure it out. And she said, or I have this guy who's really great at oral. I can lend you. And I said, <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> just shout out to Esther Steinberg right yeah, now. Right, I don't exactly. know you, but yeah. I love you. She's fabulous. And now she's pregnant. Yay, mazel tov. Oh. Um, but so she gave me the 30 minute assignment and I went home. I tried to do it. And then I, really gave up on myself halfway through. I said, this isn't going to happen. Mm. This isn't for me. I'm just one of these girls who doesn't come and I would get so low on myself, but I still kept having the conversations with people trying to like feel out how alone am I? You know, right. like what are the stats? Have other people yeah. had problems? Um, and so any comedy show where a woman was talking about her orgasms, I'd always pull them after I'd mm-hmm. be like, how did you do this? Um, yeah. Is there anything you could give me as a tip? And I you was getting- You were like data mining. I was data mining. What were some of the tips that you got? A lot of them were just work on yourself. And I was like, that's so nebulous. <laughs> like, I don't know what you mean. Um, and I'd never heard of that website that I hear is very popular. I haven't been on it yet, but OMG, yes, apparently. OMG, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, great. Tutorials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody was telling me exactly what. They just said, do it. Okay. So then just I go was and like, kind of explore. Yeah. Then Put I was like, down there. giving up on them because the exploring was hard. And then I spoke to my sister, who at the time was a research associate producer at Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. And so she is a research maven. And I was like, Charlotte, can you find out what stats, like how many women are actually coming? How many women can do this? Whatever. Um, And also, have you ever had an orgasm? And she said, well, yeah, by myself, but not really with anybody else. Oh, okay. And then I was like, bitch, you're three years younger than me. I need to get to work. (laughs) I got to get back to training. Yeah. (laughs) And I said, if your body can do it, and like, I know that you know, parts of us look similar. Maybe they act similar too. Right. There's hope. So I was like, this is better than a death podcast because this will bring new life and it will bring yeah. me accountability. Yeah. So that when somebody gave me an assignment, instead of giving up, I would have to either talk about giving up on it the next week or do Actually it. Actually do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I and just be able to say, talk about it. This is like the first of many inspiring things that Remy did, as far as I'm concerned, is like that Remy decided that this was something worth doing. I mean, it's huge. So like you said, you're not alone. So many women are Mm -hmm. going through this and so many women are like, like you said, feeling lost. And how many women need to hear this is something worth training for, doing. Mm -hmm. It's worth it to do this for yourself. Mm -hmm. You're teaching women this every day. mm -hmm. And you like sleep better. You're happier. Like That was the thing that pissed me off that it was like, boys need to. They need to. I'm like, uh, we do too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm way nicer. How like, c- it's always great for me, me to come before I, I leave the house. I became such a nicer like, person post yes, You okay. definitely want to hang out with me after an orgasm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Woo! Woo! Yeah. I haven't had one in a while. Maybe call me later. And you know, the health benefits of I was just thinking mm-hmm. about you saying how we say that boys need it. Mm-hmm. 
hopefully you're going to help us get to the point where people understand that girls and women people vulva owners there's so many boys with vulvas that are being told that they're not their orgasms aren't adequate either and you know the other thing about it is there's another way to look at it too which is like we know that there there are data that show us that it improves immune function sleep like Mm -hmm. you said that it's good for our health stress so like this is a health. It, this is totally a really important. It's self care at this the point. Icing on the cake. It's no, the it cake. is right. And I used to think it's the vegetables. It is. That's what my have your leafy James greens. Says. Yeah, have an orgasm. Yeah. Take your supplements. Yeah. Okay. So like, <laughs> get back to it. You decided like this is something that I have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I just started doing it. And I had um, like Charlotte can do it. Yeah, Charlotte can do it. That Nothing I can like do that it. Nothing like that sibling rivalry. <laughs> yeah. Three, younger sister than sister me can do rivalry. It. Fucking bring it, you know? sis. Yeah. yeah, a little healthy competition, um, or competition as we like mm-hmm. to say. Um, but yeah, and I, I think it opened up her eyes too that she was like, you know, I I might want to be able to work on this and accomplish it with another person. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't just me figuring out stuff. But so we started having on um, comics, doctors. Um, Anybody who I thought, you know more than me. Right. Um, and we asked them about their first time coming and what that was like. And it's always the most different. Some people were like 16. Some people were two. Some, you know, like, wow, it's just, it's insane. Um, and you realize how many, some of them were on a pillow and wanted pressure. And some of them took a blanket and put it between their legs with a different kind of pressure with like okay. a more of a burn. Okay. And some of them are rubbing on the back of their heel and stuff. And some of them oh. just can only do it with vibration. And some of them can only do it with an anal butt plug in uh-huh. there. What? I didn't even know that you could be wired in such different ways. I thought people all do it the same. But the female which is, erectile network is all over the place. It's all over the place. Yeah. So that was a huge thing. I don't remember when she brought that stat to me. But when I figured out that the clit wasn't just the little bump on the outside. Oh, wow. Yes. And that it went all the way in yeah, you and go and straddles and the vag like mm-hmm. a little cowboy and can, and can squeeze it. Squeeze it. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, that, that makes so much more sense because I'd read all the articles in Cosmo that were like, find your G spot. It's here. Well, not necessarily. Right. Sometimes you have to like actually search for it because it's in a different place. And that's why I like I feel like it took such a pressure off of guys too, because it's like, it's honestly not about your size. It's about right. whether her little legs are close enough to that vaginal opening that you can cause. It's not about you. Right. It's about how we're built. It's about how we're built and it's about how we train mm-hmm. and our training. About how comfortable, like emotionally yeah. and relaxed and yeah. everything. So it's mm-hmm. not even just the friction, because that can be there, but also feeling comfortable enough. To, to be out of release like a little in bit. Remy's very first podcast, which I love, which we were listening to on yeah, the way yeah. here mm-hmm. and cracking up and almost crying. Aww. You talk about how if you're shy, if you're a shy person in life, how are you going to be advocating Mm-mm. for yourself and your pleasure in bed and mm-hmm. showing a guy or a woman or a person, mm-hmm. this is how I like to come. This is how mm-hmm. it works for me. So I think you got one of the first things that you jumped into was like the social aspect mm-hmm. of it, like that feeling entitled. Yeah, to take up space and advocate for yourself. Yeah. How much was that? So hard. Yeah. I still really struggle with it, to be fair. Like, um, I would like my boyfriend to go down on me more. You and, heard it here, boyfriend. Yeah. No, he knows. <laughs> he knows. And we've had many conversations. And um, 
he'll do it. But then when it comes down to the time, I still kind of like freeze up and I can't say, you know what, that's a little too much or that's like, no, 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 whatever. Mm. And instead of doing that, I'll still do the head tap and I'll be like, never mind. Oh, right. You know, like, and I think like I, I I used to feel really embarrassed about still being at this phase because I feel like kind of like a leader of like, speak up for yourself. And I'm like, sometimes I'll be thinking in my head, I'm like, what would podcast Remy do right now? But it still is really hard. Um, And maybe it's social conditioning. Maybe it's just like, I am a, a shy person, but like, yeah, I'm I'm embarrassed to say, but I'm also not because it's a long journey and I'm going to keep working on it. And this is like your specific journey is helping so many other women. Yeah. Like if you just could snap your finger and be like, ooh, yeah, that was great. Maybe just a little bit less, a little oh, bit more, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But no, like as you're going yeah. through the challenge of it, you're able to walk other people through it. Yeah, no, that's a good point because actually some people got angry at me for coming so quickly because I came on episode six. Okay, so it took, I want to hear how you came one, and how two, it went. Yeah. Four, five. We need to know. Yeah, one, right. two, three, four. And well, what the technique yeah. was. And you were gathering. Uh, this is the other brilliant thing about the podcast is you're gathering information every time mm-hmm. from a, a different guest. Yeah. You get to. So did, what did you glean from your first five, five episodes that helped you come by episode six? Can and I tell, tell you the assignments? Yes, please. Okay, I'll run you through the assignments because I feel like they really ran the gamut, even though it was like so few episodes. So the first one was do um, 30 minutes of touching over your underwear, be alone, try to do that, whatever. Didn't work. I cried. Um, cried. <laughs> I cried. And did you feel pleasure during it? Or was no, it just... No, because I felt this isn't going to work. I was okay, still really right. stuck in my head psychologically, which okay. was a huge part of it to me that people would be like, maybe it's something in your head. Maybe you repressed a memory. Maybe you're a pedophile. Maybe oh what you God. like is like... <laughs> You know, and those, sometimes those thoughts would come from me. Yeah. That I would be like, oh, if it's psychological, I must be fucked up because I feel like I've been doing or everything sexually. Or maybe you're just a normal woman. Yeah. yeah or maybe I just haven't woman. figured it out. Yeah. Right. Um, so, and then the second assignment was to watch porn because I had okay. not really let myself do that. I thought, what? yeah, the only times I had watched it was with like guy friends and it was always made for okay. men porn. And I okay. was like, well, she doesn't seem to be having fun, and neither am I. So right. What porn did you watch? I didn't feel like it was for you. I, yeah, no, you. it wasn't for me. I started with Girl on Girl because that's okay. what my friends suggested. They were like, sometimes it's really intimidating if there's like a dick in the room. And I'm like, yes, it is. Um, okay. And then I made my way down to some trans porn, which I really enjoyed. Okay. And, you um, found your, mm-hmm. your porn that you I like. I think I like porn with people whose bodies might be more different than the norm because they really have to figure themselves out instead mm, of just following yeah. the script. Mm-hmm. And right. that's why a lot of people say that, um, or it's true, that lesbians have the highest scoring uh, orgasm rate per capita. There's you know, like in an orgasm gap. There's there no, is gap no orgasm gap. Because 75%, there wasn't there wasn't pop culture telling them how to do it. It was, this is how we figure out our bodies right. and what you like and whatever. And it's like a much more like about us experience. Yeah. And yeah. as Lauren Duca says, um, when she started having yeah. lesbian sex, you know what she said. She said, lesbians are like, um, do you have like six hours? Let's have sex. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Instead mean, of like 20 minutes. Right. Banging out. Yes, but like putting that time into exploring yeah. without feeling like it's all about this. I'm just yes. like the penis and vagina thing. Or even still, like if the boner is there and he's doing something to me, I'm conscious of it. It's there. Nothing's, no one's doing anything to it. Mm-hmm. It's the one that we have been said is so important. We're supposed to serve I should it. be doing something right. to it. I should be serving I'm gonna it. I'm going to lose it. You know, like... <laughs> 
You, you really do. I feel like the ideal <laughs> orgasm coach, if you're a woman who has not had an orgasm and wants to, I feel like the ideal <laughs> orgasm coach is a stand-up comic. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, that's perfect. All right, so. So, assignment okay, so assignment three. Assignment three. Um, what did I do? Okay, so assignment one, touch yourself through your undies. Yeah. Assignment two, find some porn, porn, porn that is your jam. Ah, then I had my friend Aaliyah on, who was a former porn star, now stand-up comedian. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't really get it. And she goes, here's what you're going to do. You're going to look at yourself or your vagina while you're masturbating and pay attention to what parts of it move. What parts of it do you respond to? Because it oh. might not be your whole clit. It might be, and this is true for me, the upper left-hand quadrant of your Oh, my clit. God. Yes, we hey, girl. Mine, too. Yes. Yours is right? the right, right? Yeah. How did you know that about me? How did you know that? Girl. Oh, because I got that friction injury from my bullet, <laughs> yeah. and I told you about yes. it. Yes. She went to the doctor, and your doctor <laughs> was like, wow, <laughs> you've really been um, working the right-hand side the of your clit there, huh? Right quadrant. Oh, my God. Know your I quadrant. Know your quadrant. And now you, you do that by exploring with yourself, with your mm-hmm. hands, with little, like, they have these, like, pinpoint... Um, toys that you can fold the map mm-hmm. and you find out but yeah mine's upper left and i didn't yeah. know that for the longest Wait, time you guys either. are upper left yes. yes i'm an upper right it's okay nice to you monsters we like diet coke you like regular it's okay, fine it's, it's what right. makes no, the world uh, go round on. seriously so find your quadrant find, find your quadrant your... and also pay attention to how it moved i didn't know it moved okay, i didn't know your vagina was fucking pulsating and yeah. doing stuff as you were and yeah. so like just kind of like appreciating it more as the machine that it is yeah like, that made me excited um and i didn't come from that i was horny i was excited and then i was like okay this must, I feel it must be a, a physical problem or a psychological problem. Right. So um, assignment four was to check in with my therapist and my gynecologist, make sure okay, there was yeah. nothing physically wrong and dump all of my supposed demons to my therapist. And I said, do you think this, any of this could be blocking me? She goes, no, you're fine. You're fine. You just need to work you're not broken. on it. You are mm-hmm. fine. Try to take the stress off. She never likes me to smoke weed, but she's like, for now, you can. Just have a little. Relax. Yeah. Um, Assignment five, I was like, let's ramp this shit up. Oh, we're getting close. Okay. (laughs) I can get close here. I feel like that was really big for you that people said that a doctor and a friend said, said, I'm okay. Great. Oh, my God. Psychological out. So maybe maybe women need to do this step where they get permission to feel and and yeah. feedback like you're especially okay. if you have been through and i'm not even saying a major trauma major trauma yes go to therapy but a minor trauma maybe somebody maybe you feel small mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. might be a thing that like you just need to like get out and then they're like you can feel bigger you know right. like take up more space right um so i ramped it up i was like i'm gonna do two assignments this week okay i had lola jean and dominus eros from 3f studios come in and okay. lola offered me a a uh, female masturbation class, which was in a, a room of 16 other women who were also struggling. And it was basically awesome. like a yoga room, like learning moves. And it was also like a sisterhood, like mm-hmm. a bunch of women yeah. normalizing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All tra- colors, all ages, tra- all sexualities. A, a diverse yeah. group of women yep. being like, we have an issue with yeah. this. Right, You're right. not alone. You're yeah. a normal woman being mm-hmm. a normal woman. Um, didn't come from that, but I was, I've was i still learned a lot Did of tricks from it. Did you get some good tricks? Wait, what Great was trick. Sorry, My favorite trick, but I, need to I would say, I call it the sandwich. Um, because I find direct clitoral stimulation really kind of itchy to me, me. It's like a little, it's, it's a, a lot, lot for a lot of us. Um, so they were like, use your labia yeah. from the outside and massage your clit through that. 
Yeah. So there's like this leather layer yeah. of skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I got my friction burn from that technique, from the sandwich <laughs> technique, and I added a vibrator to it. Hilarious. Yeah. It's so good. But that's great. You learned actual techniques. Actual techniques. So you're like, I'm a person who doesn't like direct stimulation on yeah. my clit. Which a lot of people don't. And yeah. you probably didn't even know that about yourself, You right? I knew that if guys would go, I would go, okay, never mind. Never mind. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. This isn't for me. Like, I'm not having a fun time. And you yeah. know all the tricks. <laughs> Do you know uh, Dr. Emily Morse? Of yeah. course. Obviously, like, we had her on Emily. the podcast. She's amazing. She's and she so says something that I always thought, which was that, she's like, I always thought boys were sent to a special sex school where they learned all the moves and they knew everything. And then we just had to oh, let wow. them do stuff to us and figure out yes. what we liked. Oh, my which God. Is, how true is that? Right? charming like, thing that he kisses you he and He saves makes you. you. Right. That's the same oh, But that's modality. the thing. Like, we're in the bedroom. Also, I'm paradigm. sleeping. This is assault. Yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Please stop. Please. But that's right. true, right? Like, you date somebody and they come or you hook up with somebody and you come into the room and, you like, all of the control and, like, all of the strategy is in their hands. It's in his hands. And most of the time, they don't know what the fuck they're doing anyway. But they only want to do it for yeah. eight minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yeah, no, so I was going through these motions of, oh, let him, let him, let him. And, okay. And now it's like, no, if you build it, you will come. Mm-hmm. You be you be self-sustaining, and then a guy is just a, a welcome addition. I hear you. Another person is just a welcome addition. Yeah. Like, I, when I was younger, most, not even younger, let's say two, three years ago, would be like, all of my sexual pleasure will be found in another person. I have to find a guy who's going to like me and make me come. And do that mm-hmm. for me. No. No. It's about agency, right? Yeah. I feel like yours was a quest for sexual and personal agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's why people love your podcast so much. It's not just about coming. Mm-hmm. It's about Permission being agentic. For yourself. Yeah. And yeah. taking charge. It's also similar to how I started stand-up because I never thought I could be a comic until I was given permission by other people. I like, I did all the other things I was acting in college and stuff, but everyone's like, it was like, no, 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 no. That's not what you do as an Upper East Side Jew, daughter of a dermatologist. No, 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 no. We don't waste this. Um, oh, no, we get married. We marry so well. Okay. That's okay, what we that's do. <laughs> um, and then I was starting a company. I um, wanted to be the face for that company. So I didn't have to pay an actress. So I started taking improv classes and I put out a video and okay. people said, yeah, the product is great, but the video is what's really funny. And that was my permission when I finally okay. got, I can be funny in public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's not just about coming. It's about like anything you want to do in life. Don't wait for somebody else to tell you it's okay. Yeah. I've actually had friends who told me that how come was a bad idea and not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and fuck you. And, um, <laughs> and fuck you very and much fuck for you your very much. Um I actually, when I was on Netflix, I wore that friend's shirt on the show to be like, ha ha. See, suckers. <laughs> See where I am? Stupid bitch. So then, also, this bitch owned the toy that ended up making it happen for me and never told me about it. Oh. Can you imagine? What? I that, think, yeah. Yeah, that's breaking the girl code. I think she also thought, and I think a lot of women think, that it's not ladylike. You know, we don't talk about that. I don't want to be a less than mm-hmm. woman. I want to be perfect. And so... Oh, it's like part of our superwoman complex. Yeah. We're not allowed to talk about it if we can't have an orgasm right. or we're not having an orgasm right. because mm-hmm. we're supposed to be able to do it all. Figure it well, out. I mean, we're not even supposed to talk about sex or anything, you know? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And then there's the superwoman thing like, no, I'm supposed to earn the money and have the kids and mm-hmm. have the awesome boyfriend or girlfriend. And mm-hmm. if I'm not having orgasms, I'm not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. Have you guys seen? There's an episode of explained on the wage gap between the genders. 
I haven't it's seen so it. It's so fucking, this is very off topic, but essentially it's like no, that it's women not. are expected to ha- to do and have everything. Yeah. But, and men kind of are too, but the reason it doesn't really work out is because people think parenting is a women's job. Oh, 100%. So if a woman, I can tell you that relationships become unequal. Mm -hmm. When I mentor younger women, I'm always like, this is great. You're on fire. Now what's going to, and not to freak you out, but what's going to happen when you have kids? Because that's when the wage gap goes like this. Mm -hmm. This Not if your partner helps out. Exactly. And sees it as his role too. My and doesn't see is it as always get a real partner. cute babysitting. Yeah. You, your husband shouldn't be babysitting your kid. He should have yeah. equal. Right. It's a collaboration. You guys are like, in this together. Can I say this isn't a tangent at all because anywhere where women are earning the same that men are, right? And mm-hmm. women ha- are as politically uh, empowered as men are. Yeah. That's going to be the settings where we care about female pleasure. We don't care about female pleasure if, sure. we're, if we're not valuing women by paying them the same amount. Mm-hmm. If we're not valuing women by having them be the prime minister or the president mm-hmm. of the United States, we don't give a shit about female pleasure, right? Yeah. So I don't think you were off topic at I all. I also, like, yeah. I feel like um, with regard to, like, the way you learn about it scientifically, like, I even used to have, like, kind of this mindset of, well, it's orgasms aren't necessary. A female orgasm isn't necessary to having a baby, and that's what we are for, you know. Like that's yeah. what I thought. Okay. I really did. I had a lot of internalized hatred and disrespect of women um, mm-hmm. that I didn't realize until over the course of the podcast, basically. Oh, wow. Yeah, and yeah. I would be like, "Yeah, why do you need it?" Besides those those health reasons of it's going to make the woman's life better. <laughs> like I'd be right. like, I'd be like, "Oh no, we're training for intercourse when we have like how many times am I going to have a baby in my life? Like Maybe we were training to twice start. if yeah. I if that ends up happening." Mm-hmm. Probably not. I'm probably not going to do it at all. Whatever you How want. How many times Rami? am I going to come? Every day. Every day. Every day. Yes. Yeah. Every Maybe multiple times a day. <laughs> and by oh, the way, yeah. there's a lot of science about why female orgasm is not just the icing on the cake and why it's really. It's some people, there's the upsuck theory, which you know about. Mm-hmm. But the upsuck theory is that female mm-hmm. orgasm, some people, some evolutionary biologists believe it, some don't, but that female orgasm actually helps get. The sperm up, it's very like heterosexist paradigm. I it. But then that means I you think have to, like, it's come a way to make men care. What I'm saying is there are theories that female orgasm is necessary, mm. right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm I love that you dug into all of it. Yeah. And but also then, it's like, yeah, the male orgasm is necessary for a baby too, but how many times are they blowing their load and not making a baby? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I mean all the time. So yeah. many crunchy socks around the house. So many crunchy socks around the house. <laughs> and like, yeah. It's just, it's not about that. It's so, not about female orgasm. We can argue that yeah. it is necessary. Well, I had a very smart thought when I was a little girl in health class. And it was about, we learned about, I think, about blowjobs. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I wish I could have You learned blow about blowjobs in health class? Or maybe it was after health class or something like that. It okay, was like, I was like, that is not what I learned. It was, well, we went to a pretty liberal school, but it like. Wait, where'd you go to school? You grew up in New York. In New York, yeah. Where'd you go? Private school, Riverdale. Oh, you went to Riverdale? Ooh, yeah. Wait, Riverdale had sex ed. Yeah. Sorry, just doing some NYC. Yeah. Oh, we had here. sex ed. All right. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to send my kid there for high school if they do sex ed. I yeah. Like I mean, it's a good criteria it's for a tough, school. Because it's like, yeah, for sure. Like, sex ed like so go important. do that school interview and be like, do you have a sex ed class? And if they say no, just say, oh, oh. out of here. Yeah. Bye. Out of here. Maybe get one. 
Yeah. yeah, maybe, yeah one. Oh, you want all of you your girls getting dollars. pregnant and not having orgasms? Cool. Bye. Y'all, where I grew up <laughs> is they had the... So I grew up in South Texas. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably had nothing. We had we didn't have shit. We barely had anything. But we had the highest rate for teen pregnancy. Oh, and mm-hmm. our high schools would oh. have... They would have... Um, daycares in the high school to take care of the ba- like the babies uh, why the kids would, or would go to school because the, the women think the, the only way they can be sexually pleasured is intercourse and yeah also, and then they do it and once then if and there's have a no baby. sex ed though then you don't like you're not being safe you're not using condoms mm-hmm. we talked about this yesterday no one knows really how to even appropriately use a condom Ask especially when you're yeah especially when you're 15 16 17 18 or mm-hmm. whatever yeah and so no wonder everyone's having these kids mm-hmm. yeah no wonder i mean it's like I wish they had taught more about, I mean, they, they, they kind of said men would masturbate, but I really wish they'd talked more about female masturbation. You learned about blowjobs, maybe in sex ed or maybe talking about it afterwards and tell our listeners what your thought was. Yeah. So my thought was, I wish I could have a little blowjob on my clit. I wish somebody had a small enough mouth to be able to do that for me. And I had that thought and it was real smart. And then it, it went away for years. And then as I was doing all the assignments on the podcast and all my comic friends were finding out that Remy's not coming, I was doing the podcast circuit talking about it because everyone was like, how is that? Like, how? You're so old. And um, I did uh, this podcast called The Good, The Dad, and The Ugly with my friends, Will, Casey, and Patrick. It's a podcast where they only interview women. It's a really great podcast. <laughs> and um, they were like, Will said, have you tried this toy called The Womanizer? And I was like, no, I haven't. And he said, well, it made our friend Rachel Senate come for the first time. Can you tell our listeners who might not know what, what the womanizer is and what's different about it's it? It's essentially what I wanted, right? That small little <laughs> blowjob. little baby blowjob. That little Very baby blowjob. It doesn't vibrate, you guys. Nope. It's air pulse technology. So it's not, and like a lot of people move like, it's a vacuum for your clit. No, it's not actually oh. sucking on it. It, it goes kind of like, like back and forth or whatever and in and stuff, but it's great. And now, I mean, I love, I think the womanizer was great. That's what ended up making it happen for me. I squirted all over the place. I cried. I was like, do I have to end the podcast? It oh, was, wow. It was a lot of wet. Yeah. What okay, was um, like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta dive into that. Scene. Sorry. That's not, yeah. Go for yeah. it. Tell us the day. Tell us the, get into it. So I, I did that podcast and then like immediately went at home and I ordered it. So this was right after the podcast. Or not ordered the, it. I went to Babeland. This was it. The, this was the podcast where after you had had the um, shrink and the doctor tell you everything's okay, then you went on the podcast with these friends. No, these guys I'd done had- the tantric massage as well. Oh. And the class as well, but we had- The a masturbation mas- class. Okay, got it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, or no, maybe I hadn't. You're right. I, I- Went to their podcast after assignment four or whatever, okay. but I had the planned ones on the books. Okay. So in the same day, I bought the womanizer, but then I was like, I still have to do these other assignments. Um, okay. And I did them and they didn't work. And th- But I knew at home, I was like, I have this thing. I have and I know, I know it's going to work. <laughs> I just know it. I'm finally going to get my blowjob on my clip. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, for those of you who don't listen to the podcast, my podcast is recorded at my grandmother's house because I live with her and she's just passed away now, but... Sorry, Remy. It's okay. She wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she was my roommate. So Great. I was like, all right, I got to get Nan out of the house or at least get her in her room. 
because <laughs> the door closed. Because I might scream. We don't know what's about to happen like, in there. From the orgasms of people that I had been hearing about, like some people really scream. And yeah. And I like, yeah, I was like, I feel like that's going to be me. And I also had been talking to some people in my family that said they squirt. And I was like, I feel like that's going to be me too. So this is going to be, this is going to need a lot of cleanup and this is going to need a lot of alone time. Okay. So I, she was out of the house on a doctor's visit. Okay. I turned up my Rihanna all loud. Yeah. I put a towel on my bed. Did you hear that, Rihanna? <laughs> yeah. You're helping people come. Oh my God. Anti is the best album for fucking Yes, I absolutely agree. Yeah. I love it. For yeah. fucking. Too. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a good playlist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, put my towel down, got all excited, got in position, put the thing, and then I hear, hello. Uh, and <laughs> I go, no. So I ran out of the room. I go, Nan, get in your room. I'm doing something very important. She goes, okay. <laughs> and so she goes in, closes the door. And then I was like, okay. We're can good. I come with my this grandmother again. in the apartment? Yes, we can. Um, I went in, it was like zero to 30, like, or zero to 60, like within 30 seconds. Like I was like, oh no, oh no, I think this is happening. I shouldn't do this in my bed. It's going to be too wet. I waddle over to the bathroom. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, you're not going to give up, you stupid idiot. We've come this far. Look at yourself. Do it. Fucking like, you know, like yeah. hi- hyping myself up. Come. With come, a thing on. Come, increasing, come. increasing the levels. The womanizer I used was a lipstick and only had six levels. Okay. But I'm going one, two, three, four, five, six. You stupid bitch. Let's go. Like, whatever. And then my legs are going crazy. So I lay down on the floor. I let it finally like go because coming while standing, very difficult. Don't yeah. try it. Um, lay on my back. Maybe three, four, five orgasms and squirts later. I start hysterically crying because oh. I think I have to end the podcast. Oh, no. Um, which, not yes, true. There's so much more no. to learn. But um, yeah, it was fucking awesome. Oh, um, wow. And yeah, a lot of people got angry because they were like, oh, you fixed it so quickly and that toy's so expensive. But now I found... Please shut up. There's air pulse arousers from Plus One, which are like 35 bucks. There's the Sweet Vibrations one that we all love. The yes. girl's best friend. Yeah, that's our, one of our 40. sponsors. Yeah. yeah, and we all have promo codes. So it's even less. I actually used... I So I never really liked the womanizer. I never okay. really gave my, my vagina, my clit, the womanizer experience mm. um then we got sponsored by sweet vibes mm-hmm. and they sent us their version of it mm-hmm. and i used it like two weeks ago for the first time and it was and? fucking zero to 60 like mm-hmm. that i couldn't i was like oh, what wow. have i been doing this whole time mm-hmm. now it's my favorite yeah. toy mm-hmm. oh wow and the opposite side of theirs is a vibrator right so if you get a little sensitive on your clit or whatever you can do the vibration get some internal stim for a little bit which yeah. like i also didn't realize i can have internal orgasms. Some people like both. It's just, I have to be warmed up enough from the front mm-hmm. to be okay. able, and that's a lot of people because then you're getting the clit inside engorged. Mm-hmm. And then of course, maybe it'll be able to reach those legs a little better. Yeah, and I think yeah. like also touching on the fact that you can get pretty, like you can get numb if you're using like a vibrator, mm-hmm. using something on one of your quadrants. <laughs> so, you know, quadrants. Mean, you so can get numb. <laughs> you can get numb. You can, you might have to, you, you have a friction, friction burn injury. or something. Q4's been rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then like try the other side of your clit. Mm-hmm. Try a little bit lower. Like you mm-hmm. and just maneuver around that like numbness. And inside and outside at the same time. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things I love about your project 
is that you put in the time to figure out what you liked and what your body Mm -hmm. responded to. And then when you talk about it, you're helping women understand there's not one magic bullet, even though I really like the bullet. There's not one magic way to do it. No, you know that okay? Exactly. Oh, okay. And also, okay, wait, can we talk about how you guys, for all of you saying like, I can't, I can't get into the head. I'm not putting anybody down. Remy had an orgasm with, for the first time in her life, with her grandma in the other room. <laughs> I mean, she turns me on. We're so. <laughs> talking about a level of commitment that you could push through, yeah. like, your grandma being in the other room. I also, though, it wasn't even commitment off. to the bit. It was like, I'm so excited. I was so pent up. Oh, After a yeah. tantric massage, you're like, I thought, th- oh, yeah, that was my other son. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk yeah. about that. But, um, but, but, yeah, but it was great, and but nothing happened. But after that, I was like, I think that was the most extreme thing I could do besides mm-hmm. finding like a revolutionary toy. Right. And then once I had it in my hands, I was just so excited. You were so excited to come. So right. excited. I feel like you got yourself, like you took a journey to feel entitled to have an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys take note. Yeah. You're the Admiral Bird of <laughs> orgasms. <laughs> I do. Yeah, no. The I'm, Amelia Earhart. I love okay, that. I love it. I also, though, kind of feel pressure because of that sometimes because uh, our listeners will write in and be like, well, Remy, can you do it with your hand yet? Can Ben do it with his mouth yet? Like, And there's this like ramping it up kind of thing that like I do feel a little bit of pressure with, mm-hmm. especially because he didn't particularly sign up to be part of the experiment. Okay, right. Um, and he's been with me the entire time. But um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm like trying to make people feel comfortable with their plateaus too. Mm -hmm. That it's like, if you do find something you like, you can do that for two years. Why not? Why not? Right. Can you tell us about the, you said that you had the orgasm. You Mm -hmm. you were like, I can't do this standing up, have Mm -hmm. to lie down, had this amazing orgasm. Mm -hmm. Then you had three, five, Mm -hmm. and then you cried. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about just having done what you set out to do and like was it or did you feel like you were living in a different world now that you were a woman who yeah to having an orgasm <laughs> yeah <laughs> I feel like a grown-up now <laughs> no. it's really nice I always have a joke that like when I like I like used to be like a like a stupid teenager and then I had my first orgasm and I was like oh yeah I'll pay taxes <laughs> this is all finally this worth it all like all the pain and malaise of life is fine like I finally got like some exciting um moment and like, even sometimes during podcasts, I get so hyped up. I'm like, I get to go home and masturbate after this. Yay. It's so great, yeah. isn't it? I got to say one thing. One of my pet peeves is I, um, and now we're about to get so much blowback for this. And let me just say in advance, I don't care. Mm. But a lot of times people say, and tantra people say this a lot, like, um, don't focus so much on the orgasm or orgasm isn't the be all end all or people are too focused on Mm -hmm. orgasm. And I just want to say that when you say that, who are you really talking to? You're talking mostly to women who aren't having orgasms. I would just like Mm. them to feel entitled to take the journey that you're taking Mm -hmm. before somebody starts saying to them like, yeah, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's fine to not have an orgasm. Um, it's so funny. But, I would get yeah. really mad at Tantra if they weren't also saying that to guys. They're though. saying that's yeah. the thing. And, and They're like, tantra. guys should come never. I'm like, exactly. totally snap. <laughs> it's not just Tantra people love you. It's also um, sex therapists and yeah. psychologists. It's sometimes they were just way too focused on orgasm. And it's like, okay. That's a cop out. Yeah, it's I like, mean, you don't want to work anymore. Like, if you, you're going to say that, at least first say, if you're a woman, you deserve to take this quest like Remy did. Mm-hmm. You are entitled to take that 
quest and the time and the space to see how you yeah. have an orgasm. And the, jo- the journey should be fun. And you shouldn't feel like a failure or a loser if like you can't come at the end of a really fun session and you think you've had a good time. Nobody can tell you that you haven't. Right. You know, but it is something that you'll really like. You'll really like, right? You'll really like it. So okay. I want to dive into like, okay, so you go through this entire journey. Mm-hmm. You've, you've made yourself come. Mm-hmm. What was like, how has your life changed since? I just feel like I, I can... She'll pay taxes now. I can She'll pay, pay, taxes. pay taxes. I can speak up for myself more. Um, yeah. You can like, speak up for yourself more because you like spoke up for your yeah. right to have pleasure. Yeah. That's the amazing thing. Yeah. And I also like I... um. It's instead of just like being stressed, you know, now I have another tool that is a stress reliever, Mm -hmm. you know, so instead of just sitting around and kind of being blue all day, I'm like, you know, maybe it'll just make me happy for a little bit. And then, yeah, and then the day has changed. Enhance your mood, wake you up when you're tired, Mm -hmm. help you fall asleep when you can't fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's a great tool. I also used to get still angry at my current boyfriend because he's got a lower sex drive than me. And I'd be horny all the time. And I'd be so angry that you don't think I'm sexy enough, which is different. Mm-hmm. It's not true if somebody has a different sex drive than you. Discrepant doesn't mean they don't mm-hmm. think you're hot. It doesn't mean they don't love you. It means they're different. Yeah. And so now, like in those situations where I'd normally kind of like huff and puff next to him in bed and mm-hmm. like try something and he'd be like, no, nah, not tonight. I'm not really in the mood or whatever. Right. Now I'm like, okay, cool. And I just take my little thing. I go, can you kiss me and hug me while I do this? And he goes, yeah, definitely that I can do. You know, because yeah. maybe he just doesn't want to have sex, right. but he doesn't mind being close to me. And he doesn't, he definitely doesn't mind watching me have orgasms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a real fun for any guy who thinks like toys will replace us. No, they'll make your job easier and more fun. And then you get to watch women squirt. Hot. Hot. Um, <laughs> yes. Did you just go all the way there? Did you jump from being I'm a woman who doesn't have orgasms to, to a squirter? I'm a woman who has orgasms and squirts. And you're gonna yeah. watch me squirt. Oh my yeah. god. And I can like, control them too. Oh my god. I love squirting. Yeah. We were just talking Gold about squirting metal. this morning. Yeah. yeah. It's the Gold best. metal. You yeah. can learn how to squirt. That's what I did. I learned how to squirt. Yeah. Okay. We have to end, which is making me really sad. No. I know. But I'll we, have you back listen, for sure. You're coming we back. We need again. a lesbian session of six hours together. I know. So I'm true. not done. Six hours. Can I you, do. No. <laughs> can you tell people how they can find you? Because I know our listeners are going to go bonkers because so I many, hope. so many people are going to relate to this. They need to know how to be in touch with you, how mm. to follow you on your journey. Please be in touch with me. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Remy Casimir. The name is tough to spell, but you can look for me first at How Come Podcast. That's on Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, the podcast is on all the platforms. Um, if you want to come see me do stand up, remycasmere.com. I have I want to do that. We're going. weekly show every Sunday in New York City oh. at the Stand Comedy Club. It is a brunch show. It's at three o'clock. It's called Bacon Bits. You get free bacon. You see my favorite comics. Fuck? It is a blast. I usually smoke people out oh, cool. after. Um and what else? I think that's I think that's me. Is there a place that <laughs> you've put all of your assignments in one? In one, no, I need in one bundle. I need that would to. be so good. Yeah. And then people can just follow Let's along with the journey. Let's do a link so that people can see what your five steps are and whether those five steps yeah. might be helpful to them. Like a little article or something? Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it together. Okay. And put up the link. Okay, Remy, I just met you today, but I love you. I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Come back soon. Please. I will. Bye. Bye, guys. Hey, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, it would help us a lot if you would leave a review. 
yeah, leave a review, subscribe. We want to know how you guys felt about the episode. It really helps us out a lot to continue the success of the podcast and keep spreading our message.